Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a holistic health coach and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, services, programs, and current ebooks. You can also find me on my other podcast, Straight Up Paleo. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and most importantly, enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful people. I am back in Los Angeles after a few crazy weeks of travel. I'm here. I'm going to spend the next few weeks getting back in the groove of things. I have two weeks until my finals for my nutritional therapy practitioner program. I'm studying my little booty off. And then it'll be June. I'm doing some more traveling, of course. But I'm just trying to get through these finals. I... I'm not into the whole school study aspect of life anymore. I just like live in life. So I'm very excited for summer vacation to be upon me. Speaking of which, I have no idea where this month or this year has gone slash is going. I cannot believe it's the end of May, almost June. I don't know what to do with myself, and I'm very excited for next month to come, honestly. I'm planning on taking a real vacation within the next two months, aka a week where I do not open email, I do not do any work. I've never in my whole life taken an actual vacation where I do literally zero work. So I'm also not going to consume social media, I think, as well during that time. I'm still trying to crank out the details, but I'm very excited for, oh, I need a week off. My brain is about to explode. So I'm also kind of prepping ahead of time for that. I've been cooking up a storm. I have a lot of really fun recipes coming for everybody. So get excited. That's what I'm doing today and yesterday. And I also just got back from the Taylor Swift concert and I feel hungover, even though I definitely didn't drink. But whenever I'm out really late, I just, I feel like I can't recover. So there's that. But it was a great concert in case you're wondering. Probably her best one ever. I think I've been to all of her concerts. I think that was the best one. I'm just going to say it. Anyways, let's start talking about things that are relevant to you. So the first thing I want to talk about before I introduce this week's awesome guest is this exciting new online workshop being put together, well, released by my dear friend Katie Dalebout of Let It Out Podcast. Katie has been on this podcast before. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you listen. But Katie is one of the OG podcasters in the space, and she is launching something called the Launch Pod Workshop, which is basically an online workshop for anyone interested in starting a podcast. So a lot of people ask me all the time, about starting a podcast. And this is a really great resource for you. If you sign up for this, it will literally teach you everything you need to know about creating a podcast. So it has over 100 hours of interviews with top podcasters, people like Jessica Murnane for One Part Podcast, 
Elizabeth and Stephanie of That's So Retrograde. So many more. Then there are audio lectures from Katie Dalebout. She goes over voice development, how to interview, guest outreach, show marketing, monetization, all of that. And there's at your own pace homework. They also give you different deadlines and accountability trackers to keep you on on there. Plus, you also get to be in the private Facebook group for LaunchPod students. You get two live coaching calls with Katie where you can go over different workshop ideas, ask her questions. You also get a lecture with a vocal coach and an audio engineer. And yeah, it's really comprehensive, a really great resource for you. And this workshop starts in June. So you need to sign up now, basically, if you want to get in on the goodness. So to learn more about that and sign up, you can go to bit.ly slash launchpod CRW. And if you decide to sign up for this, you can use the code wellness for $100 off the course. So really great deal. Again, it's bit.ly slash launch pod CRW. So launch L-A-U-N-C-H pod P-O-D C-R-W. And then use the code wellness for $100 off. And the information will also be in the show notes if you're interested. So if you want to start a podcast, you want to learn everything you need to know to get it set up because it can be a bit tricky at the beginning, then definitely check that out because Katie has been podcasting for a long time and she knows what she's doing a few quick personal updates well really one main one the early bird signups for the straight up paleo podcast retreat are still open so for may we have a reduced price definitely check that out at bit.ly slash sup retreat 2018 and snag your discounted tickets before the price goes up in may it's going to be so excited i'm also helping to coordinate housing so a few of the women who have signed up for that you know sent me their email they said i'm looking for someone to stay with and i'm going to help facilitate that once i kind of get everybody's emails and everybody signed up so we definitely can help you out if you want to stay with someone else it's going to be so much fun we are going to have workshops all weekend long we're going to cook a lot of really delicious food we're going to talk about nutrition mindset and energy body image exercise We're going to do some workouts together, some walks. We are going to have some really, really awesome goodie bags. We have some really cool sponsors hooking it up. So it's going to be a weekend to remember for sure. You'll get a lot of quality time with us and also an opportunity to get one-on-ones with us. So that is still live. And speaking of which... I am going to be opening up a few more spots for clients now that I'm out of, well, I'll be out of my NTP program. I will have more availability in my schedule. So if you're interested in working one-on-one with me for nutritional therapy, health coaching, you can go ahead and reach out to me. My contact form on my website sends you straight to me. And you can also right now sign up for the self-study for the Paleo Women Lifestyle Program if you're interested. I do not know when I'm going to run the next group. I will let you guys know when I do. But also make sure that you are signed up for my newsletter if you want to get updates on everything. I'm starting to send them out weekly or bi-weekly more regularly so that they're shorter and you just kind of get recaps of everything so you can sign up for my newsletter also on my website i share 
everything I posted about the week before, things I've been featured in, also discount codes and special deals I spy, random things I'm into. So all the fun things. Speaking of which, I just finished Maps Anywhere. It's It was so good, and now I don't know what I want to do next. I'm either going to do it again, or I might adjust Maps Anabog to do with dumbbells because I work out at home. I'll see. I'll keep you guys updated. But you can use the code wellness if you want to get a Mind Pump Media Maps program, and that will give you 10% off. I almost forgot for a second, but yeah, those programs are amazing and perfect opportunity because my hashtag may moves challenge is still happening. I want to get everybody out and up and moving may moves, walk around, stop sitting, sitting is the new smoking. So you can still enter to win a set of resistance bands. And just go to www.mindpumpmedia.com slash Christina Rice Wellness to check out all of the MAPS programs. Speaking of which, something that I honestly think has really been helping me with my performance in terms of working out and just life performance is, of course, my Somnifix. So you guys know Somnifix is a proud sponsor of this podcast and I love working with Somnifix. Mouth taping has literally changed my life. I cannot imagine my life without it. I, when I went home, I gave my family boxes and I said, you guys need to start using this. It's very, very life-changing and I want them to stop snoring. Anyways, if you're not familiar with Somnifix mouth tape, it is specially designed hypoallergenic mouth tape that you put over your mouth while you sleep. And you might think, why would I do that? Well, we are actually designed to breathe through our noses, not our mouths. Breathing through our mouths is highly inefficient. Breathing through our noses is much more optimal. And breathing through your nose can help lead to quieter, deeper sleep, a better regulated heart rate, more efficient carbon dioxide oxygen exchange, nitric oxide production to boost immunity, I talked a little bit about nitric oxide last week. It can help reduce headaches. It can help reduce nasal congestion and sore throats long-term. And during the day, it helps with focus, stamina, and strength because it's helping your breathing patterns. It's also been linked to improved weight loss and digestion and better memory. And so many other things. Those are just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I also have a whole blog post out about the benefits of mouth taping. And you can use the code CRWSLEEP for 15% off of Somnifix. And you can get it at Somnifix.com. It will link you to Amazon or just go straight to Amazon.com directly. Get it on Prime. Uh, Speaking of which, I just found out that my friend whose Prime I use, is she's canceling her Prime. So I guess I have to buy my own Amazon Prime now. Anyways, that was a random tangent the struggles of using each other's accounts. Let's be real. We all use each other's accounts for everything. I don't have my own account for anything. It's really sad. Anyways, so the Somnifix is amazing. It's changed my life. It does not hurt to take off. It pops right off if you need it to. And I love that it has a little breathable vent in front so you can sort of breathe through it. You're definitely not going to suffocate. So don't be worried if you know, you're a first time user, you can breathe a little bit through it and it takes a little bit of an acclimation period, maybe a few days, maybe a few weeks. You might find that you wake up and it's on a random part of your body. You took it off while you were sleeping. Don't be alarmed. It's fine. 
but this has truly changed my life, transformed my sleep, and I really, really recommend everybody get in on this. So again, use the code CRWSLEEP for 15% off and definitely check out Somnifix, read up about it. I, I mean, there's so much literature on this. Also, I was reading this random article from Ben Greenfield, and he was talking about how can actually breathing through your nose or breathing through your mouth actually can change the shape of your jaw sort of like the way it's aligned. I'm articulating that very poorly and can sort of affect the way you look. So there are arguments for aesthetic purposes, although that's not what we're about. All right. But I'm just, just saying people have written up about this in all contexts. So check out your mouth tape and I think those are all my updates for this week. Let's just hop in and let me talk about my guest, the one and only Danica Miller. She's the best. She's been on this podcast. I How many times? This will be her fourth time. So she has been on episode 46, 54, and 67. And now she's on episode 109. Danica is one of my dear friends. We met a while back because we both used to work for Jordan Younger of the Balanced Blonde, although we worked for her at different times. But, you know, we met, became besties, and she's amazing. She is the funniest human alive and the deepest, smartest. She's a deep thinker, which is why I love her so much. She just has such an interesting life, an interesting perspective. And I could talk to her about truly anything and be entertained for the rest of my life. It's also really great because I know you guys love her episodes. She actually has some of the top, like the most downloaded episodes of my whole podcast are episodes with Danica. And I know you guys get a serious kick out of her. We are very similar and I just want to preface this. Okay, my podcast is explicit. We swear in this podcast and Danique and I, when we're together, we swear more than usual, I think, because we just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. But if you don't like swearing, then you might not want to listen to us talk to each other. I'm just going to put that out there. We both swear and we even talk about swearing at the beginning of this. I think it's a very interesting topic. But this episode is all about feminism and we recorded this a long time ago a bit after International Women's Day, I believe, but I'm just now publishing it because I record really far in advance nowadays. And I'm excited for you guys to hear this. Feminism is a big topic. It is near and dear to my heart and we have a lot of different perspectives. And I think it's interesting to just discuss and maybe you don't agree with everything we say. Maybe you do. Maybe you agree with parts of it. This is what makes the world go round. Lots of different perspectives. Let's open up the conversation about what being a feminist is, what it means how it affects our worldviews, so many things. So Danica and I dive into everything. She studied feminism in college and just knows a lot about it. And I was just so excited to have her on, chat with her as usual. She's moving to New York soon, which I'm really sad about. So I hope this doesn't mean that she's not going to come back on the podcast. She's got to come back a fifth time. So excited for you guys to hear this. Let us know what you think. Because, I mean, the point of this is to spur conversation. The point of this podcast is to be real and to talk about things that maybe sometimes think people are uncomfortable talking about because we're not. So let's just get down with it. Here is Danica Miller. 
Guess who's back? Back again. Danica's back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Oh, hi guys. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm like slowly, my location is slowly. Do you need my Wi Fi? Yes. I can give it to you. Hold hold on, guys. We're doing Instagram (laughs) stories, and this is a real problem. (laughs) Thankfully, it's not live. Can you imagine if we live if we live broadcasted? Um, uh, there would probably yeah no, that's never gonna happen because I would probably say some shit, and then there would be a warrant out for my arrest. Yeah, seriously, (laughs) it's so funny because. I feel like when we podcast together, it's just a collection of the word fuck (laughs) for an hour. I'm trying to get better. (laughs) Me too, too, but I always, it it just comes out. It does. I can't stop it. It's a very fun word to say. It bothers me that people get so, I've been wanting to talk about this actually, people get so offended by swear words. Really? Do you, you, maybe you don't notice this in your own life. Yeah, actually, I do have a few friends where I'm like, yikes, I shouldn't have said that. But um, whenever they do swear, it's like, oh, my God, this is yeah. the best moment of my life. But well, why do people I just don't know why people get so offended by it or they feel like it's I just feel like it. OK, it depends how you're using it. If you're using yeah. it to insult someone. Yeah, that's a different story. But I feel like it's just a way to yeah. be passionate mm-hmm. to express your passion. I think there's also like this level of. Like, sometimes I have to really think about why am I saying fucking, like, Mm -hmm. as an adjective? Like, I don't have to use that in every other sentence. I know. So it's like, "Mm, let's choose other words sometimes. But whenever I'm around children or babies, I'm, like, sweating because I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to (laughs) slip. That's why I don't hang out around children or babies. I need to, like, go in a corner and just scream fuck and get it out of my my system. (laughs) Sometimes you really do have to just scream and get out of your system, though. It's like, you just got to get it out there. Sometimes no other word just can express Literally. what you're trying to say. But I do feel like sometimes I say it and then I think, I didn't even realize I said that. But then I realized because I saw the look on the person's face across from mm-hmm. me. And then I feel bad. But then I think, why do I feel bad? Because it's just a word. I think cuss words also like allow you to be, it's like a form of being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like if someone cusses in front of me, I'm like, dope. Like, cool. Yeah. We're on that level. We're homies. Yeah. I don't know. But it's, I don't know. I just think people are a bit too. They, you, people don't really, like you give a word power. Yeah. You act like it's some big, scary, crazy thing. It's like with children, if you don't want your child to swear, then when they hear a swear word and you act like it's a big deal, mm. they're more likely to use it because they know, you know, trying to push the buttons. But if there's a swear word and then you just act like it's not a big deal, they probably won't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I was, growing up, I was super good with swear words. Mm-hmm. Um, just... I had a virgin mouth, I suppose. And my dad at that time, growing up, I didn't really have a dad around because Mm -hmm. he was traveling all the time. He eventually quit his job and started his own business. And it was like right before high school. (laughs) And at that time, when I had him around a lot, he was cussing a lot. And Mm -hmm. so right when I went into high school, which this was my first time not being in like a Christian school, private school, I was in a public school, 
all of a sudden Wait, I was so you cussing went, all of the time. You went to private elementary school? Yeah. In middle school? Yeah. And then public high school? Yeah. Same. Yeah. So same. it was like pretty gnarly because my just being around my dad a lot more mm-hmm. and it was so it just like rolled off the tip of his tongue mm-hmm. and it was bad. I was cussing all the time in high school. It yeah. was just too much, I suppose. But um But what's too much? Like you yeah, know, I guess you who decides that? I guess the... Uh, I don't know. Also, don't you think... You're making a really good, valid point right now. I just think it's interesting. And also, I'm wondering if... I mean, did you hang out with a lot of guys in high school? Good question. Um, a little bit. I was weird in high school. You also have a brother. I don't yeah, know. I feel I like... Brother. I have, was around boys a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I a lot of my best friends with boys and I always felt more comfortable hanging out in a group of guys than a group of girls. Mm. Like if I was in a group setting, I'd much rather be with just all guys and it was easier. And they don't really care about yeah. swearing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's easier. I don't know. Yeah. Pick it up like that. Um, related to your dad, mm-hmm. do you feel like, how did that affect, like affect who you are? Having that type of really, like he wasn't around much until he started his own business. Um, I think when he did it, it was the perfect time. Uh-huh. So he was. Um, I don't know. My mom was really sick when I was growing up, and so she there were certain things that she just couldn't do, and I kind of had to become maternal, mm-hmm. like when I was much younger, because I had to like take care of my brother at times. Um, cause my brother was, or my dad wasn't around, but when he finally made that decision to, he could have been like vice president of a company. We would have had to move to Chicago and like, he just realized he wanted his family to stay in California. And he was like, I'm capable of creating this own job. So he kind of like did this pioneering for, um, he was a consultant to make buildings lead certified. Mm-hmm. So being completely efficient, the building to be like green and that he started that like process of consulting. So he he's like a legend in his world. Um, so a legend. it was like great because he, as he was doing his own thing, started his own business and he was working out of the house. It really allowed me to like have a relationship with him that I never really had before. Mm-hmm. And that was something that he cherished too. Cause he was like, I've missed my kid's entire life. Like yeah. as Kyle and I were starting to go into sports a little bit more, he could be there at all times and like he could take us to practice and he was very, very involved. So anytime before, um, high school, he was a dad, but it wasn't to an extent that he wasn't in while I was in high school. Mm -hmm. It was great. I'm like, I totally appreciate him for making that career move because that's pretty um, incredible. Yeah. I have a great relationship with him. Is he like, I guess I'm just curious what kind of dad he was because you are such a strong woman. Like you are such a strong woman. And like, I always think it's interesting to see how people's relationships with their parents how that impacted how you know they kind of turned out um and if you feel like the way he raised you like was he hands on was he hands off like how was he um i'm sure like the fact that you know when you were younger you had to like help take care of your brother and stuff when your mom was sick mm -hmm. affected you a lot and having to step into your like a a, kind of a powerful role yeah i think as a child 
my like this old soul in me was mm-hmm. developed a little sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad, he's incredible. He's very much like involved with my life, and he was um, is uh, like a common force of just like passion. Mm-hmm. He's a very passionate person, like. In good ways and bad. Like, there are times where he's, like, yelling at the TV for no fucking reason. Like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, um, like, sports-wise. But I think his passion has really rubbed off on me. Mm. And so um, I've always learned to work really, really hard because of him. So he, like, encouraged me to get a job when I was 16 and encouraged me, like as I was doing recruiting in high school to play on in college, like there were even times where I was like, I don't want to play in college because I was so overwhelmed with competing against other players to get to college. And he was like, no, you're this, you're that. Like he Mm -hmm. was very like certain and letting me know that like, you're capable of doing this. um, Even when I had no confidence at all. So I really appreciate that because he took the time to do things that I didn't want to do for myself. Yeah. And as a dad, that's something that's very rare Mm -hmm. because um, I don't know. I just think, I think dads are like super important in parenting and um, it's adorable because when I see him around kids, I get so excited because I'm like, he's so cute the way that he like behaves with children. And I'm just like, I'm so grateful that that was him. And I can't wait to have my own to watch him like raise them Mm -hmm. the way that he raised me do you feel like that's set your standards high for who you date (laughs) is that why why you're chasing all these men you can't find anyone who you know what's so funny anyone who's like listening to this who knows my dad is probably cracking up right now because they're probably like brad miller what do you do with that guy um i (laughs) I don't know how to answer this one. I think... It's so interesting to me. I don't necessarily think I chase after men who are like my dad. Um, Sure, like, some qualities about him. Uh I think he's, like, extremely funny. He allows himself to, like... Like, he's on Instagram, and he thinks he's... He's on Instagram? Yeah, he's on Instagram. And, like, he's... What's his handle? Brazifus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Everyone go follow him. Literally, his last Instagram was a photo of my brother and I on the couch doing facials watching um, March Madness. I love it. Um, He's silly. But I I don't know. I think he's just, like, someone who doesn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, super refreshing Mm -hmm. as a man who's, like, super unapologetic about, like, this is who I am. And I think that's rad because there is this there's this, like, false masculinity that men have to abide by. And Mm -hmm. he's just kind of like, I'm a nerd. I'm athletic, sort of. I'm funny. I'm, I cry. Like, he's so raw in Mm -hmm. who he is as a man. And I, like, totally appreciate that. And other people want to be around him because it's, like, he projects that. And Mm -hmm. it's so refreshing. So that's where you get it. I guess so, yeah. It's so interesting. I'm definitely the... What's fascinating to me is that as I've been moving on in my career, 
I've been learning that I'm more of an introvert than ever before. I'm not mm. an extrovert. I'm actually an introvert. And that's been interesting, like navigating that workspace yeah. of like balance and also how do I recharge myself if I don't get recharged off of other people. And so kind of like looking at those qualities that I take from my dad that is very friendly and is very people person, but also um, he has to recharge in his own way too. So Mm -hmm. it's like there are extremes where it's like, tell me everything, this and that. Like we're like super high and like all of the time, but then there are times where we just have to crash and like be ourselves. Yeah. And some people confuse that as like, being moody or like doesn't doesn't want to be around anyone and it's like yeah we don't want to be around anyone right now because we have to recharge yeah whereas my brother he gets super recharged off i'm sorry off of being around everyone he has to be out and about and doing things he loves to share things Mm -hmm. i think he he like adores having long-term relationships with women because he loves to constantly share and that's amazing Mm -hmm. but something that my dad and I have in common is that like we don't have to share our whole lives with people sometimes yeah he has to get up and go backpacking by himself through the Sierras on a weekend to like recharge yeah that's so interesting yeah it's very fascinating uh so let's I think this is an interesting segue into today's topic. Oh, yes. Feminism. Are you a feminist? I am a feminist. <laughs> Woo! You're a feminist. Are you a feminist? I'm, I'm a feminist. I, this, I don't even know where to begin with this because it's such a big topic. And I've been... Yeah. I was like, I'm bringing this up because I've been thinking a lot about feminism and just the my the way I think about men and women and the interactions and, like, why I am the way I am. And I'm thinking a lot about the origins, and a lot of it has to do with, like, different experiences I had growing up. But a lot of it was how I was raised and, like, the dynamic between my dad and my mom and the type of parents they were to me. And, like, I had a really strong female role model like Mm. my mom wears the pants in every single relationship she's in like my mom is like like she's pam like everyone's everyone loves pam but everyone's afraid of pam like she (laughs) makes the decisions like she is the the queen ruler do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and my dad is the type of guy who's like just kind of goes with the flow you know like he like he just like laughs and makes a stupid joke and my mom's like jim you know like she's like (laughs) she's calling the shots and he's just along for the ride um and i think that kind of with that and my dad treated me like a princess growing up like i was just his little girl and everyone would joke Mm. like you're just wrapped like you're just you haven't wrapped around your finger like he would do anything for me when i was really young and so i kind of grew like when i was little i was super feisty and like i was like a strong woman when I was like four and I would like and I remember I when I was in the first grade and like I was like I'm a feminist Mm. and I would tell everybody like because I was used to this example of my mom like calling the shots and being the strong one like she was in charge and that was what was normal to me and so I wanted to be like strong like that too and then I grew up and I started seeing like I would go over to friends houses you know or just see interactions at school or like out and about like in the environment and it was strange to me that 
in these other places that weren't my own home, the men were in a position of power. And I didn't understand that mm-hmm. because in my house, it was totally opposite. Yeah. Um, and even with like my, my grandparents, like it was like all, almost all the examples I've had in my own life. It was like the female, the, the females were in control. They, they had the power. So then I, I step out into like the real world. And I'm like, why is it not like this out here? It was weird to me. And I started feeling resentful when I would, I didn't like when I would go over to my friend's houses and like, it would be a very patriarchal family. Mm-hmm. And I felt uncomfortable because I felt like everybody was just like serving the dad or it was just like whatever the dad says. And I was very uncomfortable with that. Mm. And then it started to grow into something that I didn't like where I felt like I had this thing against men in general. Wow. And I realized this at like a a younger age. I was like resenting them because I felt like anytime I wasn't in like my own house, like it was like the men felt like they, they were in charge and whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it took a while for me to kind of like flip, like realize it wasn't all men were all evil. Right. <laughs> totally. You know, but it's just very interesting to me when I think back about how I was raised and how that affected me. And then I look at like, I always think about this with my friends, you know, yeah. and like people who are a little more shy or like scared to stand their ground and be themselves. And what what was their situation like when they were growing up? Like what kind of models did they have? Um, so to me, it makes sense that like you like stand your ground so much when you have a father who's just like unapologetically himself, but also like lets you be yourself. Yeah. Uh, wow, that was wild. <laughs> who? Sorry, I just who, spewed that. No, out. fuck yeah. I just been um, wanting to like talk about this yeah. with someone. This whole t- topic. Um, who introduced you to feminism? I don't even like. How did you know as as a first grader what feminism or I, feminist so, was? Somebody, one of my teacher at hmm. the time was like, she would talk about all these different topics, like, and that's what I think she 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 was the one who talked about it. And then I was hearing it in other places too. It's like so foggy. Interesting. But I remember like saying that in class one day because the boys the boys in class were being annoyed. <laughs> it would be being annoying, not annoyed. I was annoyed. Um <laughs> and I just was I would say weird shit like that. I was so like whatever. Um yeah. Fascinating. I um I for one had a completely opposite experience than mm. you. And I didn't actually call myself a feminist until I was 19 so all growing up and even though my dad is like this and that and lets me be my own person I grew up in a very patriarchal like space Mm. living in Orange County went to private school like the molds around me were stay-at-home moms and dads who worked their ass off and that growing up in that space all of these messages I was believing that this was the same pattern that I was going to eventually do. Mm-hmm. Like messages of marry rich, marry up, you know, like it the things that you're gonna want in life, it's gonna be because of your husband that's going to do it. And like lots of like very stringent traditional roles. Um and I ended up going when I went to college I ended up taking a women and gender studies class I was like that was the course that was given to me because it fit my schedule for volleyball and so I was filled with a bunch of other volleyball players in there too and soccer players um and it woke my ass up I finally understood 
Oh, so my first introduction to feminism was my dad wouldn't let me listen to Spice Girls and he wouldn't let me watch the Spice World movie. <laughs> the movie's and, so great. Right? It's so weird, but so great. Dude, I watched it like a few months ago and I was like, this is the worst acting. It's literally who horrible. Let, who let Victoria Beckham <laughs> oh stand in God. front of a fucking camera? Well, also, yeah, don't even get me started. Holy shit. Also, like, she literally was not in Spice Girls other than just to be the pretty face. Like, I'm, she's saying like one line. <laughs> I mean, I swear. Homegirl just needs to stick to fashion. <laughs> she's True. great at that true but also like those weird aliens yeah like, I, it was weird i don't know it's freaking um, weird there's also like a lot of like psychosexual undertones with the alien scene like i yeah, watched it and never... i was like this is making me feel really uncomfortable yeah but anyways there's one scene i can't remember which song they're singing but scary spice looks into the camera and she's like Blah, 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 feminism, whatever. And I remember hearing that and thinking, what's feminism? Also, the only way that I could watch this movie was at my friend's neighbor's house. So me and my other friend, Haley, we weren't allowed to watch this movie. And we'd go to our the neighbor's house where they were very, like, I don't know, just very... I don't, if a third grader could be sexy, she was very sexy mm-hmm. and, like, very confident and got to watch whatever she wanted. And I was hypnotized. I was like, what is feminism? And no one really, like, talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was something that was almost dirty, or it was also something that was terrifying. And I knew that feminism had something to do with ambitious women. And Mm -hmm. I looked to the Spice Girls, and I was like, they're ambitious. Mm -hmm. So that's feared on Mm -hmm. in some way, especially in Orange County. Um, Ambitious women are terrifying. so anyways, went into college and I was like, I don't want to take this woman gender studies class. It's going to be stupid. I want to learn about women. I don't know. And like totally just like wow. brainwashed. It's so interesting. Yeah. And finally, it just kind of like broke through to me. And I was like, why have I never like understood this? This is not bad. Mm-hmm. Like feminism isn't bad at all. And um, I ended up like go, I ended up minoring in it and there were a few times where I almost missed practice because I was so ingrained in my readings that like I lost time and that's how you know if something that you find makes you like forget to do something you love mm-hmm. like I almost missed what I yeah. loved which was volleyball because you love it so much hold on to that yeah. shit so that is to me like feminism truly is my main passion because it's like I'm still learning about it I I claimed myself as a feminist at 19 and I'm 26 I'm so fresh yeah um but what's super fascinating is if you don't mind I'm just gonna do like a crash course of the ways yeah please for those of you who like are like what the fuck is feminism (laughs) so feminism it first started in the 1920s that was when well it was before the 1920s the end of the 19th century the beginning of the 20th century was the first wave of feminism and they truly were um searching to get voting rights obviously property rights and just like being respected Mm -hmm. so for instance if there was a husband who passed away the women or the wife could not claim their children as hers, which is insane. It's crazy. And I think everyone can agree Mm -hmm. on that part. Like, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. So property rights, voting rights, blah, blah, blah. The second wave of feminism um, 
happened, it like showed up in the 1960s. And that was the beginning of like the sexual revolution and people kind of like demanding a little bit more space in the workspace, which was like highly sexist. Mm -hmm. Like um, Gloria Steinman, actually, she was writing for the New York Times and she mentioned she was like, thank God that she was a freelancer because she didn't have to go into the office. And she's like, that was such a benefit because the men probably would have just given her like mail to go to the mailroom while Mm -hmm. she was writing stories that mattered. Mm -hmm. So it's like that space was slowly beginning to be like recreated. Um, So that was the sixties. And then the third wave of feminism started in the 1990s. And that was the beginning of like personality and individuals within feminism and kind of branching away from just like a sexual revolution with birth control and all that jazz. Um, And it introduced intersectional feminism, which means like beyond race or socioeconomic backgrounds, like feminism is for everyone. Um, So we're kind of going into this, fourth wave which is the rise of social media and restarting the second wave Mm -hmm. so fuck it's a lot to deal with but i think (laughs) feminism in general if you are not a feminist male or female what you're doing is you're looking at the world with one eye open Mm. and what feminism does it opens that other eye and it looks at people based off of being human Mm -hmm. and if we look at life through a feminist scale or like, I'm sorry, a a feminist lens, we allow that human to just flourish. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we rip that label off of being male or female and it's just human. Mm -hmm. So feminism has a bad rep because it's like, you think of a feminist of not shaving her armpits and you're walking down the street yelling, fuck Donald Trump, you know, like that's what a true feminist is. No, not necessarily. That's Mm -hmm. their kind of feminism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all yeah that, and also it's like I think back to like what I first because I didn't understand it, and I was mm-hmm. like I was so little when I first heard about this, and it turned into me, for for me it turned into what now I'm like this is not what feminism is it it is not hating on men, right? That that's no. just doing the exact same thing opposite, mm-hmm. you know like that's not that is not what it is at all, mm-hmm. right? Um, and. I don't know. It's interesting for me because like, I was little. I was like, I'm a feminist. And yeah. then it turned into like, I don't like men because they do this. And that's was very wrong. And then I got to high school and or middle school and high school. I was like, okay, that's, <laughs> I was like in third grade, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, okay, never mind. But then, I don't know. It's, that's what people need to understand. It doesn't mean that you hate men at all. Yeah. It means that everybody is equal. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Yeah. And that's why I truly think like, a lot of people, the reason why I say this is because this was exactly what I thought before I like realized what feminism truly was. I thought it was male bashing mm-hmm. and like women speaking that they're better than men. Yeah. That's not the case. Yeah. No. That's not at all That's what bullshit. it is. <laughs> and I think right now we're kind of going through this backlash of president obama who was this like great man and he stood ever even if you like agreed with his policies or not i didn't necessarily agree with his policies but i i fucking love that man Mm -hmm. he is a great man and we had this backlash of someone who was 
so honest mm-hmm. and so incredible to now this like raging psychopath. <laughs> And I don't mean to insult him, but my my God, we're we're backlashing from what was so incredible to now this. And Mm -hmm. women, I think, are fucking pissed. Mm -hmm. And so feminism is attracting angry people. And now all of a sudden, that's what it means to be a feminist is I'm going to yell at this guy who's yelling at me. And Mm -hmm. no one's listening. Yeah, Everyone's just yelling at each other. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not the point of feminism. Yeah. The point of it is to sit down and listen to other people. Yeah. I think for me, tied up in all this, like, what I've learned is just, like, we need to stop. People, when people say they're supporting one group, they think that means that they are, that means they have to hate the other group. The other group is worse. And it's, like, we need to stop lumping people in to just a general category like that, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, Every human is individual, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what gender you are, no matter what race you are, no matter what socioeconomic status you come from, like, every person is individual. So let's say we have one man who is not a good man. That doesn't mean that all men are bad. Just because there's one woman who's a bitch, that doesn't mean that all women are bitches. Totally. Do you know what I mean? And that was something that was interesting for me growing up. Like, how I was explaining, like, when I was younger, I was, like... I don't, I distrust all men. Like, Mm. I mean, I had a lot of things happen with like friends who are guys and just like the male figures in my life, like really let me down. And so when I was really young, I was like, I hate men. Mm -hmm. And then I get into high school and the opposite happened with these women. I was like, all these women are, everyone's out to get each other. No one can support each other. Like, I don't feel safe in this space. And then I just basically became friends with all guys. And I was like, I literally hate girls right now. Like, I hate mm-hmm. women. Like, why are they all... Everybody's so competitive and out to get me. Like, I can only trust guys because they're not trying to compete with me. Yeah. Like, they're nice. And then it was like... And then I get to this space where I'm like, okay, it's not one or the other group. It's just, like, individual humans. Totally. We're all different, mm-hmm. you know? So... But I think it's an interesting point to bring up, like, what's happening with... Trump. <laughs> He who must not be named. <laughs> that man. <laughs> that man. That man. Um, oh, what a guy. And how it's sort of... Ch- and it, it's... I think it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what scares me because, I mean, I, I recognize that I'm very privileged mm-hmm. to live in a time where, like, I haven't really had to, like, live through the injustices of... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're, def- we're not equal. We're mm-hmm. not treated equally at all, but I haven't really had to deal with anything do you you know i mean like i think there's this level of gratitude that um we have just based off of the fact that we have had a lot of rights Mm -hmm. you know um a lot of people forget that it was really shitty about 40 years ago you know um but i think it's fascinating one thing that i can't get on board with and i've been struggling personally with saying that I'm a feminist Mm -hmm. is because there is this umbrella idea that if I go and spend $40 on a t-shirt that says feminist as fuck, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make me a feminist. And I'm looking at, especially in the blogging world, how everyone is branding themselves as a girl boss or a womanpreneur Mm. instead of an entrepreneur. And it's like, by you branding yourself as something that's sugarcoating what feminism is, that doesn't make you a feminist. Yeah. Like, if I were to go up 
to Obama and be like, you're a badass babe. It yeah. wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But it's okay for us to go up to Michelle and be like, you're a badass babe. Yeah. How about we use the actual word of like, you're a fucking pioneer. Yeah. You're, you are, you have changed paths. Mm-hmm. Instead, we have to like consider ourselves badass babes. Yeah. But really, it's like, you're a feminist. Yeah. Well, but that's also like, <sighs> I am a proud feminist, Mm -hmm. right? Because I know what the term means, but I wish that term was different. Mm -hmm. I wish it wasn't feminist. I wish it was just like, what can we use that's just like, not, that's gender neutral. That's just like, you know what I mean? A term that doesn't have the femme or the the masculine part. Like neither. It's just like equality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think kind of going off of that, what I find is, I'm curious what your opinion is like, people will get offended. Like, like, I'm a feminist. I'm offended that you call me a lady boss instead of just a boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, I feel very... Uh, keep going. No, go. I'm curious what you think. I feel like we might feel differently. I'm... This is where I fail at feminism. I'm really bad at being a feminist for this reason, is that... Um, well, th- no, no. Why would you say that? Because it's not like if you're a feminist, you have to do certain things. You know what I mean? Right. And but that's you're just the thing putting is, a label. On. You're just it's labeling. Yeah. By me using the term, I'm or like. But what's a good feminist? Like, there don't you go. use terms like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's there's, true. There's not a good or bad feminist. It's like if you believe in gender equality, you are a feminist. Yeah. To me, that's that's what it is. It's pretty simple that way. It's just how to unpack certain things at different times. Like, I just, it frustrates me. The reason why I'm saying I'm a bad feminist is because I critique women who consider some, who consider themselves girl bosses mm-hmm. and who can um, gender the shit out of whatever their business is, mm-hmm. but not consider themselves a feminist. Mm. That's where I'm the bad feminist because what they're doing is using their talents to do whatever they want, but they're making it pink and pretty and femming the shit out of it, but they won't consider themselves a feminist. Where I shouldn't be looking at them and saying, you're a fucking phony. I should be thinking, good for you. Continue on with your life. So I just look at it from the extent of like how much I've studied with feminism. Mm-hmm. I I studied a lot. I love to read books about it. I love different opinions. And I look to some women who claim that they're feminists and I'm like, are you really? Yeah. Or are you just branding yourself as that? Yeah. So that's where I fail short. But why is that why is that you feeling short? That's just like questioning what you see. Cause I guess I don't want to be seen as that. Like if I <laughs> Like I said, if I buy a t-shirt that says girl boss, I don't want to be, that's an immediate label. And I post a photo of me walking down the women's march with a sign that says, blah, blah, blah. It's like immediately I'm labeled to the rest of the world. I am this. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be labeled that? No, because that's not my kind of feminism. So what's your kind of feminism? My kind of feminism is steps away from that like, constant labeling and I want I care more about how other people other experiences are okay so for instance diving into Danica's dating life <laughs> Woo! 
this is the this is the best part, guys. This is the best part. <laughs> Keynote. It's non-existent. <laughs> In real talk, I'm not dating right now because there are certain things that are being demanded of me to like take control of with my own. I've been like living with something for 15 years mm-hmm. and I just it's facing me head on and I have to take care of that instead of fostering anything. But I was forced to go on a date a couple months ago via Bumble. I like downloaded the Bumble app for Bumble Biz and I never ended up doing it. Uh-huh. And so all my married friends think it's funny to go on my Bumble and set me up on <laughs> fucking dates or like literally one opening text that was sent was are you circumcised so it's oh like my god they literally take my bumble as a joke but mm-hmm. anyways ended up going on a date with this guy he was black mm-hmm. and i've never gone on a date with a black guy nor mm-hmm. have i dated a black guy and i thought it was super fascinating we vibed we both were athletes so like we kind of had that similarity but it got to a point where we were kind of like diving into what it means to be a black man mm-hmm. And I thought it was extremely fascinating because I asked him certain questions as if I was in, like, a classroom setting. Yeah. And I was like, um, are you okay with me calling you an African-American or black? Like, yeah. what? Me as a white woman, what yeah. do I do? And he was like, don't call me fucking African-American. Call me black. Yeah. So now I'm like, black people. Yeah. Black, black, black. <laughs> um, but- That's an interesting one because I remember my sister's one of my sister's best friends growing up was black and that conversation came up when we were like younger and she was like i am offended when people call me african-american yeah it annoys the shit out of me yeah like call me black and i was like oh so then i was like i was like okay i should call them black like it's interesting and they i i truly think that like they want people like black people if you talk to them about it they'll be happy to to speak because it's like just get it right you Mm -hmm. know so anyways, we were we were conversing and then I at one point was like, I'm an intersectional feminist. And he goes, I'm a feminist too. Oh fuck and, yeah. And I was like You're like marry me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a man in like that space of like where there's sexual tension or whatever straight up say they're a feminist. And I thought it was fascinating because by me saying I'm an intersectional feminist, which means his life as a black man is equally as important to um, a woman as being black. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that takes from all genders, all races, whatever. And the fact that he was like, I am too, it wasn't even a sense of like, is he just saying that to get in my pants? Mm -hmm. But he truly fucking meant it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how incredible is that? That like now I have this like first date thing. Whenever I go on a first date again, which is probably never, <laughs> um, is like feminism is something that's like super. I think should be put out on the table. Yeah. Do they get uncomfortable when we talk about feminism? Like in it's what? Very scene, telling. It's, it's very totally telling. telling. Like, as a man, can you talk about it? Mm-hmm. What are your opinions? Um. So I thought that was fascinating. I did not see him after that night, so. Oh, that's too bad. Well, what he wanted to do the second date was he wanted to take me to the Ontario Improv, which is is in bumfuck Egypt. Oh, my God. And go play games at Dave & Buster's. (laughs) I'm like, no. (laughs) 
I'm a 26 year old woman. <laughs> I'm not 15. We're not going to Damon Buster's. Oh my god, I'm dead. Well, he also struck out because I was having a major anxiety attack one day. It lasted like eight hours, mm. and he was like, "What are you doing? Let's hang out." And I was like, "No." Like, no, no, no. And at 11 p.m. at night, he was like, what are you up to? And I was oh, like, I'm hell. in bed. Yeah. You need to understand this. My retainer's this. in. Yeah, I'm like, I'm taking care of myself. <laughs> See ya. Keys. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And I never really thought about it that way. And you know who the only person, the only man who's ever, like, said to me, I'm a feminist, was my ex-boyfriend. Really? And now that I think about it, I'm like, I feel like I know other guys who are, but no one's ever like been like, yeah, I'm a feminist. Yeah. Besides him. I love that. That's so interesting. I think. That's probably why I dated him. There you go. <laughs> and I think men are feminists because, especially like in California, there are more people who are feminists than they don't know it Yeah, they yet. just don't even realize that. What, yeah. They think it's a negative connotation. Yeah. Um, I think what the real bummer is, is like. Men wait until they have baby girls to be feminists. Mm -hmm. They have to wait until they're raising a child who's a woman, mm -hmm. going to be a woman, to recognize, wait a second, I'm raising this child, or I should be raising this child the same way I'm raising my son. Mm -hmm. You know, there should be no difference. I want both of my children to succeed. So waiting until you're like 30s to be a feminist damn, aren't you, like, limiting yourselves of the opportunities of what it means to be human, mm -hmm. right? Like, the yeah. way that we view the world, and as men, the way they view the world, don't limit yourself yeah. because you're afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Where are you still seeing the gender inequalities pop up? Like, in, in today's world? Are there anything that bother you? Wow, I don't know why this is so tough. I'll say one. Please do. I think it's, okay, anyone who knows me, like, from a health perspective, like, I'm not, in terms of health, the birth control pill is not ideal. But I definitely don't judge anybody who takes it at all. At all. Mm -hmm. I, think every, I think everybody has the right to choose what form of birth control they want to use. And you do you. Like, I will support you in what is best for you as long as you're making your own decision. Mm -hmm. Right? But it is bullshit to me that it's on the woman. Mm -hmm. It is bullshit. And, like, the fact that, like, they've done, you know, trials with, like, male for, like, birth control for men. And... They end it because, guess what? The side effects were too much. What were the side effects? Feeling moody, getting, getting a little bit of weight, you know, like water retention, depression. Oh, you mean the same side effects that we fucking have when we go on the pill? Mm -hmm. But we're expected to... You know what I mean? Why is that always on us? Like, it's all like, are you on the pill? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. both people are having sex here. Yeah. Why, why is it always pushed on the woman mm -hmm. to... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... Because they don't want to wear a condom. Like, you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that one really drives me crazy. It's, I just It's a really good point. I mean, I'm not on birth control. I haven't been on birth control in three years. Yeah, I'm and not I've either. ran into that a few times. But for yeah, for like women who are, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I just think it's ridiculous that it's like pushed on. And I think also thinking about the workplace is really interesting. What's interesting to me is like I mean there's there's absolutely a pay gap. Sure. for sure oh yeah um but what's interesting to me is like and i was talking to my friend about this it's like i would rather work in an environment with more men mm -hmm. um but that's because i'm in an area or i'm like in a space where 
in the workplace, I'm not treated as less than as a woman. It's almost like they're afraid to treat me as less than. So I'm treated with more respect mm. for my past experiences. And women, for me, are harder to work with, be around. Like, um, tends to get, like, gossipy and chatty and catty and weird. Um, and men just kind of keep to themselves and do their shit. And yeah. um, that's interesting because I don't know. But then in other areas, I see where it's like the man, the male CEO. You know, people are really threatened when a female is in a high-powered position. But I think for me, a lot of this goes back to like again, my seeing my mom as a role model. Like she like runs a company and is like head bitch. Like mm. you know what I mean? Like um, so I never th- questioned that. Mm. I guess I don't know. It's interesting. I think yeah, definitely the workplace birth control when it comes down to like sexual politics it's mm-hmm. it's intense but gender or, i think it's fascinating because i love to look at gender whenever i travel mm-hmm. um italy holy shit uh, the italian men are crazy they're mama's boys and they also <laughs> are just they just expect to like use your body at any point like oh, it's just gnarly uh, i ran into a few situations in italy where i was I was like, this, I'm going to get raped right now. Oh, my God. Um, But it's fascinating because then when I went to Denmark and Norway, the gender roles within, like, family space is totally equal. Mm -hmm. Like, I was fucking, like, totally turned on Mm -hmm. when I saw a dad out and about with his children and, like, the distribution of, like, um, like, doing the stroller or someone doing something, everyone was involved. Mm -hmm. It was a partnership. Like, gender at that point was partnership. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is hot. And then I come here and it's like being, I think like in a bar setting or a club setting, men in California are like very relaxed. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I realize like there are other spots within the country where it's like it's expected for women to kind of like be tied to the hip of certain men yeah and so it's like i'm fascinated about gender based off of culture and based off of location and how we kind of like navigate this world with our gender Mm -hmm. um and a lot of it is fucking false you know yeah so i think it's fascinating that's really interesting and i mean just thinking more about like gender roles and how Mm -hmm. they've changed and you know back to you know women in the kitchen and men at work where it's like I'm the opposite you know like I'm the but then people it's like I love to cook so then people are like well you're a bad feminist Mm. and I'm like why it's just doing whatever you want despite the role do you know what I mean like who gives a shit um I, I don't know I think that the gender role thing is very interesting or it's like who's paying on who's paying on the date Mm, um mm -hmm. and i know a lot of my friends who are older complain about this i feel like a lot of people do where it's like you get to that age well around your age it's like are you gonna get married yeah well when are you gonna have kids well it's like why are you focusing on your career like you need to have a family Mm -hmm. well do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like all the stigma or like now in this changing space where it's a lot more common for almost um you know like men can go in certain like certain jobs like they can go on paternity leave you know and so they'll have yeah it's awesome but it's then it's like people look down it's like Mm. he's taking paternity like they see that as a negative i'm like are you kidding me 
Like, are you kidding me? Or even going back to it's like, how come when a woman builds a business, it's like she's, I mean, to me, it's like anyone who builds a business, for instance, anybody who does something awesome, they're awesome because mm-hmm. they did that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a bigger deal when it's a woman. Mm-hmm. And when it's a man, it's just like, oh, you know, he like it's not as big a deal. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, because she's a woman, wow, I would never expect that from a woman is the underlying thing. It's just all of these things. And we don't even realize that we have these these stereotypes and roles attached to it. But I'm also just like, I don't know how we get out of it. Yeah. I think one way that we can get out of it, I have one solution. Tell me. I think it starts from the beginning of when a like fetus is being created and that's in the sense of why the fuck do we have to do gender reveal parties Mm. why are we placing narratives on a human that we haven't met yet Mm -hmm. because it's convenient Mm. because it's like oh now i get to plan the whole like you know like get blue things get pink things and that's about it and then we're gonna expect a baby in like six months Mm -hmm. um after we find out the gender. Mm-hmm. And it's like, slow your fucking roll, homie. Like, you, you're you're creating this human or you're putting you're putting narratives on this human before it's even breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where we can change That's the true. dynamic of what it means to be one person or the other. Mm-hmm. Letting a child kind of like navigate this space. Babies are born feminists mm-hmm. because babies look at the world open-eyed and if we raise children based off of what they're interested in that allows that child to look at things based off of what they want to do instead Mm -hmm. of thinking like oh that's a doll I can't play with it because it's for a girl but I'm a boy but I really want to play with the doll yeah how about let the child play with the doll because he wants to play with it you know what Mm -hmm. I mean if a girl wants to pick up a truck, go for it. And that was one thing living with my brother, living with my brother, <laughs> growing up with my brother, we got to play with each other's toys because it were they were our toys. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he played with my dolls at one point and I played with all of his trucks and I would like sneak into his room and play with his trucks at times. And it's like these stories that we're um, telling ourselves from the beginning it's hard to unravel that and unpack it. And that's where we can start. Mm -hmm. Um, I am fucking hyped for when I become a parent. I don't want to do it right now, but I know when I'm a parent, I want to put all of my energy into who I'm raising, not based off of their energy, not based off of their gender, but based off of their interests. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, do you think it's harder to raise one gender or the other in today's society? Nope. I think it's bananas when people say, oh, I'm so glad I'm not having a girl because boys are going to be so much easier. I think that is fucked up. And both children are hard to raise, period. I'm like, I can make arguments both ways. (laughs) (laughs) I I think if you look at your child and you say, okay, it's gonna, I'm raising a human. That's Mm -hmm. tough. That is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. But by saying like boys are easier because they're gonna get dirty and play sports and do that not all boys want to play sports yeah not all girls not all girls want to be princesses Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know i feel very strongly about gender and babies i like have to bite my tongue sometimes 
when I'm around people who are raising children because they're raising their own children their own yeah. way. I think what's hard, though, is it's like I, be- I believe in equality, but we are different biologically. Totally. We are biologically different, and we have to also, you, you know, like pay attention to that. Like mm-hmm. we biologically as women are designed to have babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the argument you know, let's talk about drafting. Like, should women be drafted or not? Mm, mm-hmm. That is a huge one. You know, I mean, I, don't, I hope we're not having a draft anytime soon. But, like, to think about that, like, philosophically, like, I mean, it it doesn't make sense for us to go to war. In what way? Because, like, we, we keep the population. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like... We keep the population going. Um, and no matter... Can you... Like, there is... No matter what we do, there's a, an emotional... Also, this there's, like, this unexplainable emotional component, I feel like. I mean, I think it's hard for a lot of men. Like, can you imagine being on a war field, like, as a man, and you're, like, watching women? I don't know. I feel like... I mean, I've talked to my guy friends about that. Like, I could not do that. Hmm. Like, I'd be so worried about... I would just, like... I had this instinct to protect. This is a biological instinct. Like, as a man. To, like, mm-hmm. protect, you know, the the fem- like the creators of life in my population. Where it's, like... Like, that is biological. Like, um... Like, back in our caveman days, this is, like, how we are designed to, like, think. Like, mm-hmm. the men were... Like, the men are designed to go out and hunt. Yeah. And kill. And the women are designed to, like, stay back and not be under pressure. Like, we are more sensitive to cortisol responses to stressors Mm -hmm. like which you know which makes it hard like we we are different Mm -hmm. but we also should be treated so then it's like how can you fully treat us the exact same yeah without giving that due service does that make sense absolutely um i'm not sure that there's like i'm not expecting an answer to that i'm just like all of these things are so complicated which is why this topic is fascinating i think yeah you know i think gender and if you if you t- pull apart gender of like what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man and you look at the sex of people mm-hmm. the biological aspects of our bodies 100% there is going to be this like chemical response and i couldn't imagine being in war i mm-hmm. couldn't imagine my responses to the people surrounding me mm-hmm. i'm sure that there would be at some point i'd be like i need protection mm-hmm as does anyone else. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. I've just looked at it from a like, um, from like the equality standpoint of like, mm-hmm. if someone wants to go to war, they should go. Yeah, if they want if they to, want they to should. they for their country. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Um, but a draft, man. <sighs> what about, I mean, that's just... Uh... A big one. But what about in terms of sexuality? And it's like, I mean, it goes back to like, a girl sleeps around, she's a slut. A guy sleeps around, he's a fucking hero, right? I mean, that's bullshit. We were both, like, designed to have sexual desires when we were younger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and we're, like, meant to want to have sex, basically. Yeah. Um, That's another one that pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, I, on paper, I'm a slut. (laughs) 
I'm, you heard well, it here first, I'm, folks. <laughs> I am totally a slut. I love sex. I think yeah. sex is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, or going back to masturbation. We were, ta- totally. we were talking about this. It's like, yeah. like guy, everyone jokes about guys, but it's like a dirty thing if a woman does it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how? Yeah, I'm still a little concerned or like <laughs> confused why that's still a like major. Yeah, people are like, like really flag. afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, pretty healthy i think yeah <laughs> but um i think sexuality is fascinating because while i was so i ended up getting a scholarship in college because i wrote this like pretty gnarly like paper um and i felt really guilty because the scholarship was for like the feminist or uh, gem- gender and women's studies department and i was up against other people who like literally had organized things in anaheim and they were like continuing to do like protests throughout the school like pretty gnarly things and based off of like their community mm-hmm. and i wrote this fucking paper about my sexuality mm-hmm. and i won the scholarship and i feel really guilty because it's like Damn, people are, like, changing lives, and I'm like, well, let me tell you about sex. sex. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's fascinating because, like, I've allowed myself, because of feminism, I've allowed myself to get in tune and get in touch with sensuality. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've totally shut myself off and have just fucked to fuck. But when you forget the sensuality part, you're forgetting, like, this this like motivation or this like wave inside of you to like fully be present in sex. Mm. And I think it's the most natural thing for us to do. Right. Um, so I think that if we all sit here and we're like, I don't like sex, then we're missing something about what it means to be human, to like fully immerse yourself in someone else and intimacy and you, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's difficult for men to explore their sexuality, but it's easier for women to because it's hot. Mm-hmm. It's it's hot for women to hook up with women as long as they always go back to a man. Mm. Um, but it's difficult. It's never talked about if a man were to hook up with a man, but they consider themselves hetero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sexuality is a whole other scale that's like pretty intense. Um, I know for me, well, oh my God, I did not want this to like be anything, but I guess it is. So I ended up, you I was, spill all your secrets. Uh, on this this is bad. This is fucking bad. I ended up dating a woman in college actually. Uh-huh. And this was like a part of my like sexual revolution was like, Didn't as I was learning, sexual revolution. <laughs> as I was learning about feminism, I was also learning about sex mm-hmm. the bad part was this i was practically dating her while i was with someone else so oh. like there's a bad there's yeah. a lot of bad shit about it um but with that i kind of recognized it's easier for me to label myself if i call myself by mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so i went to my brother at like i was like 20 i was like 20 years old and i had to tell him because mm-hmm. i was like at the point i was heartbroken yeah. and i went to kyle and i was like kyle I'm bi. This motherfucker's 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> From Orange County. What is he going to do? He laughed in my face. Yeah. My brother laughed. He's yeah. like, huh, 
okay. And like, <laughs> and that destroyed me. Yeah. And I realized like, okay, by me labeling myself to get more comfortable with the fact that I like hooking up with mm-hmm. girls the same way that I like hooking up with guys, mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Like it, like for me to label myself and then put that on someone else, sometimes we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Sexuality is fluid. I'm not bi. Um, I think I, I'm always attracted to male energy, but I'm not necessarily heterosexual. I'm just fluid. I'm attracted to certain people. Yeah. I think that sort of ties into talking about how, like, with anything that's gets a label, like, people just go to extremes. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like for a time, for, and for some people, feminism is also linked to, it's like, a, like being a lesbian yep. I'm like <laughs> whoa yeah. like, you can totally be a lesbian and be a feminist you can also totally not yeah. be um but it's like you know pe- now people are trying to define what you have to be to be a feminist yeah and i'm like okay this is defeating the point yeah i think it's it's interesting a lot of the time, I'm I I'm a lover. Mm-hmm. I love to love people. Mm-hmm. I fall in love easy, and a lot of the times I look at myself and I'm like, "Am I being a poor feminist?" The fact that I can fall in love with a man so easy, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, uh, there's this like level of like, "Am I being truly like the independent woman I'm supposed to be?" But I I fall short sometimes, and I get dependent on someone else's energy to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Feminists can be in love with men. Yes. Because we love men. Yeah. We fucking love men. So it's like labeling ourselves of things. By me, label. it's easy for me to tell people that I'm bi because they'll understand, okay, like women and men too. But really, by me placing that label on me, it's not true. Mm -hmm. But it makes them better understand me Mm -hmm. because they have a definition. Yeah. If I were to say, I'm fluid, they'd be like, wait. I don't get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So uh, labeling and unlabeling, it's just, it's intense. Like it, even if you label yourself as vegan, it's yeah. like all of a sudden we have this idea of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It's like that. And that that's where feminism gets a bad rap. Yep. And like, but it's also something that like, I've never actually met. I have never, and I know that they exist, but I've never met this person. So to me, this, this stereotype seems so stupid. It's like people are like, feminists are angry lesbians who hate men and i'm like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) i don't even know any angry lesbians who hate men (laughs) yeah no like like uh, (laughs) i just i think that people i think it would be helpful for i mean even to you it's like why are you trying to attack a judgment onto what's a good or bad feminist Mm. it's just what's a good or bad person Mm. do you know what I mean to me it's like I'm not a good feminist or a bad feminist it's like I am me I am a feminist do you know what I mean yeah like as soon as we're tying something it's like when people say I- I'm a bad vegan I eat honey mm. you're not bad like now we've attached this like this connotation of being good or bad when there doesn't have to be right. you know like um do I you, just, you do know. you think that so the only reason why I like considered myself a bad feminist is because I don't necessarily agree with that mold that mm-hmm. label that a feminist is I'm not angry mm-hmm. you know like I'm not 
an angry lesbian, blah, blah, blah. So the reason why I claim I'm a bad feminist is because I'd rather be a bad feminist to someone else mm-hmm. instead of not being a feminist at all. So but maybe... But you're not about... You, you're, then you're, you are validating their opinion of what is a good feminist. That's bullshit. You're just a feminist. You're the feminist or you're not. When you're saying I'm a bad feminist, you're putting yourself down and saying that your form of feminism isn't as good. Yeah. And I would argue the opposite, (laughs) if anything. That's a very good point. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I like that. Yeah. I think it comes back to self-talk that we all do, you know? Like, um, and it's funny how much this... This is what we do with all types of labels. This is like, I'm a good Democrat. I'm a bad Democrat. I'm a good vegan. I'm a bad vegan. I'm I'm good at paleo. I'm a bad paleo. You know, like, I'm a good female or or a bad... Like, you know, like... um, we need to stop attaching these like goods and bads, you mm. know, like this, this is what affects like all of the self-talk ties into like how we feel about ourselves and our confidence. And it's like, when you are telling yourself, I'm bad at this, I'm good at this. Like we're also reinforcing other people's expectations, mm. you know, and like validating theirs when we should be defining all of this for ourselves. I think. I love that. Yeah. So tying it all together, like, as a feminist, like, if somebody is, like, I think I'm a feminist, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I believe in equality. So it's, like, what can we what can we do as feminists to, like, get other people to, like, understand what that means and just sort of further this movement of, like, let's all be equal? Like, if someone's, like, I'm a feminist, then what? Now what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's an exercise like all things yeah it's being aware of what's happening and it's also like how do you how do you navigate your world Mm -hmm. right like when every oh my god it's so silly but every time I watch a movie I have my feminist lens on every time I'm Mm -hmm. paying attention to certain things certain environments um I'm always I just have it on so Mm -hmm. it's like it's, it's really interesting when you talk about that. It's like like I studied film, and mm-hmm. it's like every everybody takes like film like all film classes are like the same, and you're basically picking which lens you're looking through. So it's like you you take film, and it's like through like gender studies yeah. or through looking at it from the lens of like like race and ethnicity or through you know what I mean like all like or there was one about like transsexual gender bias like that like um. And it's really interesting how you can take the same content and look at it through those different lenses Mm -hmm. and it means something totally different or you didn't even think about it the way before because I'm the same as you. I feel like all the content I consume, I consume through that lens Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think that's helpful and sometimes I think it harmful because I'm not seeing the full picture because I'm Mm. lensed in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's very helpful for somebody who isn't used to looking at it through that lens especially. Yeah. I think, like, pulling apart a mise-en-scene yeah. of, of a film with a feminist lens, you're right. You're Sometimes you're missing certain things. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, like... It's eye-opening. Yeah. When consuming... Fuck. Even just, like, the Kardashians, for instance... And how I hate that show. I know I, everyone hates me because I hate the Kardashians, but I'm just like they're so boring. They're to me. my they are my weakness. <laughs> I hate and love them so much. But I think we can look to the Kardashians, for instance, 
and they consider themselves feminists and blah 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 and it's like the shit that they're selling Mm -hmm. is it truly feminist is by doing like repurposing these unbelievable beauty standards Mm -hmm. and we're consuming it as women Mm -hmm. thinking that this is something that's good for us it's going to make us beautiful we're going to be the perfect whatever is it actually harming us you know what i mean so it's like how we navigate this space of what it means to be woman um what it means to be a man too and and just questioning and always paying attention to how can I be a better human mm-hmm. I love that you know yeah. so it's there aren't gonna be any answers we're gonna I'm going to be like my entire life I'm gonna change as a person mm-hmm. and that's going to be because of feminism of some sort or, an, or another you know yeah absolutely awareness and yeah that's it. I think it's like how we consume yeah. the world mm-hmm. pay a attention lot of us are not paying attention so beautiful advice well i mean i feel like i could all these things are in my head i'm like i could talk about this for five hours but it's fine thanks for coming thanks for having me that was a good convo yeah dude where can people find you oh god you know i was hoping that by this point i'd have my website up but that's not happening (laughs) ever apparently um you can find me on instagram it's danica miller dm me i'm just like an average person (laughs) i'm not anyone you're not an average person let me tell you that you're excellent but um it's danica miller and then if you want to look at my photography photos that i never post eastland hale (laughs) thanks bye guys okay thanks danica for coming back on i hope you guys really enjoyed that episode make sure you send her some love follow her at it's danica miller check out her photography page at eastland and hale on instagram and if you enjoyed this please 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 leave a rating and review on itunes would love to have you in the facebook group wellness realness podcast tribe and make sure you tell people about this episode let's shake things up tell everyone about it so i really enjoyed this i hope you did too can't wait to hear what you guys think thanks again to danica and i'll talk to you again next week bye Come, come.